Hi everyone, so <laughs> welcome to my first podcast episode and honestly this is insane, I never thought I would be doing this and I'm a little scared and I'm a little embarrassed to be honest but I always record these long videos of me saying all my thoughts on my private story and I'm thinking why not start a podcast and I heard this ad for Anchor, this app, on Spotify and I was like it's a sign like I was literally thinking to start a podcast and then I heard this so um for the first episode this is so crazy to me (laughs) we're gonna talk about Outer Banks because I just finished Outer Banks the Netflix show and I have a lot of thoughts I think it's a really good show but there's a few critiques but also praises and just things I notice, especially with like all the hype around John B and especially Sarah Cameron and how guys think like their whole um, viewpoint on love has been changed due to like the portrayal of Sarah Cameron. And I just had a lot of interesting thoughts about that. So if you haven't watched Outer Banks on Netflix, um, you should go watch it. It's pretty good. Um, basically, it's about these teens who live on an island And I think it's in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or South Carolina, who knows. But um, they're teens on an island and you barely see their phones. I don't think there was ever a phone in one of the scenes, which is great because they just go on an adventure. And it's basically like a whole mystery around the main character, John B., and um, what happened to his dad and them trying to find treasure. And there's a lot of drama that goes on. So now I'm going to spoil it. So um, basically, Sarah Karen ends up with John B. And the thing about this island is that there's like a rich side and a poor side. And John B's on the poor side. And Sarah Cameron's on the rich side. And Sarah Cameron had a boyfriend, right? And she cheated on him to kiss John B. And so I just have a few critiques about Sarah Cameron. Because everyone loves her. And I think she's a great character, but it's just not realistic. And also, she's not the best person. Like, she cheated on her boyfriend. And then, I I get it. I mean, it's not right. But, like, if you get carried away and you kiss someone, like, you get carried away. Like, but she went on to still date him, like, her boyfriend, while knowing she's still, like, John B., And she never broke up with him until her boyfriend literally saw her and John B like canoodling at the top of some freaking like water tower and then John B got pushed off. Honestly, I think all the characters are just a tiny bit dumb. Um, I mean, they're smart, but there's just a few plot holes that make them kind of dumb, I think. But um, the show wouldn't be the same. Like the whole time I'm thinking, why don't these kids just go to the cops? Like especially near the end when Sarah Cameron's convinced and they have that wife like this lady who knows the truth like they're all running from the cops well mostly um just John B for because they think he killed a man and also because honestly who knows like he was running from the cops for a long ass time but um I'm thinking why don't they just tell the truth to the cops once you have like two alibis like solid alibis like of course his friends are gonna vouch for him so it's not really solid but like if you got sarah cameron who's literally the sister of the murderer and the daughter of um 
the other murderer like she wouldn't lie about that you know what i'm saying and then you have this random lady who knows the truth too so i'm like you guys should just go to the cops instead of running away and hopping on a boat into a storm and getting like almost drowned they should have drowned like when you saw that scene the freaking wave was like 20 feet tall and they still survived so yeah i think those are just some plot holes but you know the show wouldn't be the same if they just went to the cops but you know like the logic is not really there sometimes <laughs> but i mean that keeps the show going so can't complain so um talking about sarah cameron and john b's relationship all the boys are obsessed with sarah cameron and i literally see it over tiktok all the time and i get it though like it's what every girl and guy wants. Like, you want a ride or die. Like, and that's what they are for each other. It's like Romeo and Juliet, but make it island version and make it high school kids. Honestly, I don't even know if they go to school. Because, actually, they do. He visited his teacher. But, um, it's honestly just an ideal life, too. Just in general. Like, not even regarding roman- romantic aspects like all the friends they don't have they don't go on their phones they don't use social media i don't even know if they have phones and they just go on nice little adventures on an island and that's what everyone would want to live like and it just sucks because like talking connecting this show to bigger topics i don't like social media (laughs) um i really don't i don't have instagram and i have snapchat but like at a certain point especially during quarantine you realize how meaningless it is and i hate the feeling of fomo feeling of missing out that social media gives you i feel like you shouldn't have to see stuff that is not directed towards you do you get what i'm saying like when people post on their instagram or their snapchat story like if that message is not directed towards you like why am i looking at it do you get what i'm saying because I'm the type of person who's like a floater and just like close friends with a lot of people, but I don't have a friend group. So like I just see stuff that people are doing and it just gives me major FOMO to be honest. So I think like back in the olden days, you only got stuff that was directed towards you. You know what I'm saying? Like texts from your flip phone or phone calls. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was a better way of communication to be honest because these games are just like these, you know... I don't know. It just changed life a lot. And I don't think it's for the better. Especially how people use it now. I guess if you use it in the right way. I don't think there is a right way. But maybe in a more healthy way. Of, you know, trying to ignore FOMO and stuff like that. It's good for you. But, like, because you can communicate with your friends but most of the time I feel like social media just makes teens feel more alone and insecure and just like not connected with each other like you're not really connecting at all especially when you're on TikTok or Instagram um not like even contacting people and like especially when it's with people you don't know like you feel like you're connecting with them because like oh I'm liking this random TikTok like oh yeah I, I relate to what they're saying but you actually did not communicate with them at all like they don't know who you are you don't know who they are and it's just like not any true form of communication and that's what's driving me insane during quarantine too because it's all social media and I feel the need to get away from it so like 
this life that's portrayed in Outer Banks is really what every teen wants. And, like, that's what I've heard from everyone. They're like, this is the life I want to live. And it's funny because, like, we're living, like, the exact opposite version of it. Like, stuck on our phones and all that. And it's so easy to say to get off your phones. But it's so hard to do. Especially when, like, not everyone lives near the beach and have parents that let you go on adventures like this. So what do you do? You resort to your phone in your room and watching Netflix shows and being sad about it. So that's, like, kind of the reality of life. I do feel like every generation has their issues but technology is definitely like a weird thing nowadays and I think back to my parents generations and you know maybe what you see in tv shows is not like accurate and like what you imagine is not accurate but like I imagine like when people weren't scared to let their kids go out on their bike and like meet up with their friends and their neighbors at the park and just like have an adventure and like You didn't have a phone attached to you. You know what I'm saying? Another thing about life now is it's so controlled. Like, your parents know where you are all the time. And it's not even like you're trying to do anything bad. But it's just, like, having having to check up all the time. Like, I want to be able to live that Outer Banks life or that older life where you could just go out on your bike. Your parents know where you're going. And then you just go on an adventure and then come back when it's time for dinner. You know? Like, nowadays things are so different. And it's just harder to be spontaneous, I guess, or just go on, like, adventures like that. Especially nowadays, I feel like school is way more competitive, too. So that's just added pressure. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my viewpoint on the life that's portrayed in Arab Banks. Like, I would love that life. But connecting it to school, like, nowadays, things are so competitive. Like, I get this feeling all the time that I'm, like, wasting my youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Like, okay, so it's, like, an analogy to, like, crop tops. Like, crop tops are, like, fun and dandy. And, like, you love to wear them when you're a teen. But it's just not acceptable when you're an adult. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you gotta leave the crop top behind when you're an adult. It's, like, the same thing about, like, having no responsibility and just going on an adventure and having fun with your friends. Like, it's acceptable when you're a teen and it's fun to do when you're a teen. But, like, once you're an adult, you kind of have to grow up. Like... I think it's funny and ironic how like as a kid we want to grow up because we're like oh my god I want to be free like I want to be able to like have my own money and like have my own car but like as you grow up like after college you're not free (laughs) I think when you're younger is like the most free you'll ever be and it's so ironic because we didn't recognize that but like now like we have no responsibilities technically you know we still live under our parents roof like this is the most free we'll ever be So I just feel like, one, I'm wasting my free years of having no responsibility. And two, like, because you know what I'm saying? I want to act like a bum. Not that I want to act like a bum, but you know what I'm saying? I want to have no responsibilities and have no, and have fun with my friends. Because when you're older, like, you have responsibilities. It's not acceptable to hang out with your friends at the beach every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what I said about crop tops. You know what I'm saying? It just won't be acceptable. So that's what I feel worried about I don't know I feel like I'm wasting my youth a lot of times Uh, like I feel like parents don't parents understand that they just I don't know I guess I don't really convey that to my parents and like parents they have different views you know I'm saying they're adults now and they want you to be responsible and in their minds like 
they want to protect you. I don't know. This whole thing, you know, we didn't have to be scared when we walked alone. Like, I can't even freaking walk out of my house alone. I can't even leave my front yard alone. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, my mom's scared I'm going to get kidnapped. Like, what kind of freedom is this? Like, back then, I feel like you were allowed to make mistakes so much more and just go out and just discover who you are. Like, it's so cheesy, but, like, I feel like when you were old, um, back then, like, you would be able to make mistakes and grow a lot easier. And nowadays, like, you're expected to be perfect. Or maybe that's how I feel about my life, like, growing up and just expecting to be perfect all the time, straight A's, responsibility. But, like, sometimes I feel like I don't even know who I am, you know? Like, the thing that you should know the most, like, is yourself. Like, you're literally with yourself 24-7. Like, you're always there with yourself. But, like, I feel like that's the thing you don't know the most. The thing you know the most... I meant the thing you should know the most is what you don't know the most about. I feel like people know me better than I know myself. Because I'm just so, like, biased, I guess. And also scared. Like, I'm scared about the future and uncertainty. And, like, you don't like to admit your own flaws and all that stuff. Like, I feel like sometimes I don't even know who I am as a as a person like I know facts about myself but it's really hard to think about like my personality because sometimes you don't want to praise yourself you don't want to be like oh I'm such a nice good person even though I do think I'm a good person but it's hard to think about your values and like if you actually fall through with them stuff like that because you always know what you're thinking but like sometimes you don't always follow through with that and I feel like it's easier for an outsider to see that than just you yourself you know what I mean but yeah that's my thoughts on that (laughs) so moving on back to the freaking Sarah Cameron and John B relationship is that everyone wants a ride or die and connecting it to freaking social media like I was talking about social media has seriously changed like how relationships and dating works nowadays I feel like I don't know. It's so hard to talk for something I wasn't there for. Like, I wasn't there in the freaking, I don't know, 90s. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like social media, like, having Snapchat makes it so easy to entertain multiple people. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, multiple hoes. <laughs> like, that's that's all I can describe it as. You know what I'm saying? But in real life, like, back then when you only could, um, like, give someone a phone call and then you'd have to meet up in person and people actually ask each other on dates and stuff like that. It just gives a feeling of way more ex- in, not exclusivity when you're exclusive. Do you know what I'm saying? It just gives a feeling of exclusivity so much more. And because ha- social media makes it so easy to entertain multiple people. When you're in real life, like you got to focus on just one person. And when I'm talking about in real life, I'm talking about like with, when there was no social media. Like back then it's way harder to entertain multiple people so you only really have to chase the one that you like like the one you will ride or die for the one you really truly like meanwhile these days i don't know i just feel like we never put all our eggs in one basket these days since it's so easy to just talk to multiple people and that's where things get screwed up because in like we never know anyone's intentions like you never know you know how these days girls are talking about how like they have okay the one they actually like the one that they they just think of as a friend but they still kind of flirt with like you know all these different things so then how do you know who 
really likes you. You know what I'm saying? I, it's so hard to do because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. But I feel like back then, without social media, you only really pursued who you really liked. And that's it. So things were so much more straightforward. There's no, like, games. There's no, like... I feel like there probably was a lot less of, like, getting played. And if you got played without social media and, like, in real life, like, I feel like you just know it. Like, okay, then they messed up and they treated you poorly in real life. Then it's like, okay, we're moving on. Meanwhile, on, like, social media, Snapchat, it's so easy to play people because you never know what's going on. You never know how many people they're actually talking to. You don't know if you're actually the one they like or maybe you're just a side piece, you know? And I think that's so scared, never knowing anyone's intentions. Because I, once you get played once, you're, like, never the same. <laughs> like, you, like, I got played once in my life, right? And, like, I'm never the same now. Like, since then, I always, because before you get played, you assume everyone's intentions are good. And then after you get played, all you do is analyze people's intentions and overthink things. Or at least that's me. Like... It's so scary not knowing people's real intentions because I'm always trying to analyze their intentions. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of talking to multiple people. Um, <laughs> so I think everyone is. So it's scary because I have been definitely distancing myself from the people I don't like. Especially during this time of quarantine because I just realized like what's the point like what is the point i'm gonna pursue who i like figure out if he likes me in that same way and if not then we gotta move on you know what i'm saying like things would be so easy if things were so straightforward and people just were straight up with their feelings but it's so hard to be vulnerable like that and you don't want to get embarrassed you don't want to seem crazy but yeah once you get played once like now every time I talk to someone I feel like I'm about to get played you get what I'm saying I'm always thinking about their intentions like do they actually like me as a person or do they just want to get physical and then just you know you get what I'm saying like it's so scary because I feel like there's two phases of a relationship not even a relationship like just talking to someone right there's the first phase where you're just on social media like snapchatting and all that right and that's the phase where you're not in too deep and you can't really get played because you're not in that deep to get played like you're not totally invested right and then after that is when you could get played that's like when you're hanging out in real life and you're invested and like your feelings your emotions even though there are definitely emotions involved with phase one but phase two it's just like it's just way more concrete like when you're with someone in real life it's just way more concrete than over snapchat like you can talk the talk on snapchat but can you walk the walk like you can play games with someone over snap but once you hang out in real life that makes it you know concrete it's like how i see all these tiktoks about girls being like oh i just talked to these guys and fool around with them over snap but like i know i'm never gonna meet up with them yeah because like you don't want to get vulnerable like once you meet up with them in real life that's when things gets vulnerable and you can get played so i feel like nowadays like everyone's so scared of getting played and that's me too so i'm stuck always in phase one with guys because i don't want to get played again so i'm just stuck in phase one on snapchat just meaningless stuff meaningless conversations but then it gets so tiring because i'm like this is not meaningful things only really get meaningful when you're like connecting in real life in phase two but 
you never really you're so scared to get into phase two because you're scared you're gonna get played so you know it's just hard to find someone who's a ride or die for you while you're a ride or die for them like you can like someone but then they'll like someone else that's just how it is someone can like you but you like someone else so with the whole sarah cameron and john b thing it's like they're each other ride or dies and that's why people like that like you want to ride or die but to be a ride or die for each other you have to act that way and it takes time to develop which is why it's hard for people because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket but like to get a ride or die like in that sarah cameron john b relationship you really have to put all your eggs in one basket and it's so scary to be vulnerable like that like but that's what like sarah cameron did like she really could have messed up her whole life like imagine she like she like messed up her situation with her boyfriend um now hanging out with you know i guess like the poor side even though that doesn't really matter but in the show it like kind of matters and you know she like dropped everything for this kid and imagine if he didn't feel the same way like that's how crazy timing is i think timing is so crazy to meet someone who likes you just at the same time that um you like them like the same amount it's like really hard to be honest because i've had so many situations with guy friends where we just like each other at different times or only one likes the other like it's so hard to get timing right and like what the show showed with sarah cameron and john b is like perfect timing like they really fell for each other literally gave up everything was so vulnerable and just gave it their all and that's what people want like you want to find just one person that you would ride or die for and that they would ride or die for you but it's just so uncommon nowadays and that's why stuff like that doesn't happen nowadays because you seem crazy if you put all your eggs in one basket because people nowadays we just play each other and we all play games like that's why like finding that type of relationship is just like not realistic nowadays because you need to have both parties that are just straight up with each other don't play games and that's just so hard to find like you really have to be set on someone and have them set on you but after getting hurt like people don't do that anymore you know what i'm saying it's only like your first love or first person that you really do that for and then you get hurt or played and then you're scarred and then like the rest of your life you basically go about playing everyone and playing games until eventually maybe you find the right one but like that's why i feel like it's so hard to find that type of relationship because it's not very common nowadays because all we do is play games like it'd just be so easy if everyone was straight up with their intentions but it's just so hard because you're afraid of getting hurt you know like it'd be so much more straightforward if everyone was just clear about their intentions and only talk to people they like and that's what's scary too because not everyone wants relationship you know like you could just be talking to someone because you just want to hook up but then make those intentions clear don't lead someone on who wants a relationship don't act like you want a relationship just because you want to hook up and then leave them high and dry like if you want just a hook up 
be straight up about your intentions and find someone who just wants a hookup too. Like, you know, but it's just hard to be straight up about your intentions and stuff like that. But it'd just be so much easier. That's why everyone was in love with John B and Sarah Cameron's like relationship. So they're just straight up with each other. We're each other's number ones. I think it's so hard to find that type of thing where you're each other's number ones. That's what I mean by ride or die. Like, you're each other's number ones. You're not talking to anyone else. Like, this is your person, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) That's my thoughts on Sarah Cameron and John B. I really do like the relationship. It's the relationship that everyone would want. But it's just so hard to find. And it also just showed the life that everyone would want of no responsibilities and going on adventures with your friends at the beach, trying to find some freaking treasure, you know? Like, it just sounds like a good time. And having a friend group like that, too. Like, not only did it have a ride or die relationship between Sarah Cameron and John B., it also had the life that everyone wants and it had the ride or die friendship that everyone wants like that friend group like everyone loved especially talking about pope and jj and how they just supported john b through everything and how you know they gave up things like pope gave up his scholarship basically which i thought was kind of dumb like he should have just finished that interview or i don't know sent a text to his friends um I don't know, instead of just running out on his interview, because that was very risky, but, you know, that's the risk that they take for their friends, and everyone wants a ride-or-die friendship like that, too, like, finding a stable friend group is so hard, so if you have a stable friend group, I really am envious of you, because not having a friend group is literally so sucky, like, I don't have a friend group, I'm just like a floater and it's just so hard because you know I have friends and I trust them and I have a lot of friends but they're all separate you know like sometimes you want a good friend group just for like a nice little occasion you know like Halloween and all that stuff but when you have just individual friends it's hard to even make plans you know what I'm saying like I consider a friend group even just a duo like if you have a best friend like you're number one and they're you're their number one i consider that a friend group too like a trio is a friend group to me like a friend group to me is just a stable type of thing where you know okay we're hanging out we're hanging out like basically every day you know what i'm saying like when you need plans you don't even need plans because you have the friend group and those are your plans like it's hard to not have a friend group because then you're just like don't know when everyone else is free because all your friends have their friends too and have their own like little groups you know what i'm saying so it's just harder so yeah like that's the friend group that everyone wants is where you literally get together like every day do fun stuff and it's never really boring you can always count on them but the scary thing is friend groups can get so toxic like i was part of a bad friend group like it it really is so easy for friend groups to be toxic like where someone's left out or like stuff happens in between the people in the group like another thing to talk about is how can guys and girls just be just friends and that's like shown in how like all the guys low-key like key like that girl i i don't even know her real uh her full name i think it's like kiara um all the guys in the friend group like key and 
I honestly low-key agree with that with the statement um if you've watched the movie harry when harry met sally he says guys and girls can't be just friends if like they're attracted to one another like they can't be just friends um unless like someone's in a relationship or something like that you know what i'm saying and i low-key agree with that i really do because i've had a lot of experiences with that which i might talk about later also i'm outside so you might hear some trucks i'm getting my tanning time uh you also might hear some wind to be honest but yeah i'll probably talk about later how friends and guys and girls and all that that's a whole nother topic and i got a whole i have so many stories for that so yeah i mean that's my whole analysis and thoughts that were brought out by the show Iger banks i really liked it though and there's definitely some plot holes and i think there's some like uh i just think everyone's low-key dumb not dumb but like there's some things that were common sense like when sarah cameron was stuck in her room i'm like jump out the window girl like when key went to visit sarah cameron at the window why don't you just open the window and like help her escape like what's the point of just visiting just to leave stuff like that so yeah those are all my thoughts brought about by Ida Banks and <laughs> thoughts relating to that type of relationship stuff like that so I hope you enjoy and thanks for listening